Well, the commissioners convinced this debacle happened because you weren't doing the same undercover student thing you did the first time. She doesn't get that it's always worse the second time around. Do the same thing as last time. Everyone's happy. Everyone is happy, and welcome back to Reboot Deboot. I'm your co-host, Griffin. I'm the other host, Alex. And uh, we're the podcast that has been absentee for three sessions now, not of our own volition. Yeah, we keep trying to record stuff. The, the takes are too hot. They're being suppressed. I, that's my theory. It's true. Yeah. Um, we So I, there is some explanation that needs to go into this for our audience. Um, initially we had re- planned to record like always, like typical and give you guys an episode. And we did that with the movies Insomnia, uh, which was a Norwegian film. And then the American remake with, uh, Al Pacino and Robin Williams, Stellan Skarsgård, Stellan Skarsgård was the original. Uh, we recorded it and then something happened in the audio and it was just really bad to listen to. Um, then there was Thanksgiving so Alex and I obviously weren't going to record on that holiday streak. He was with family. I was with my family. It's whole thing. Uh, so we came back after the holidays uh, to record again, redo Insomnia, and we had that same technical issue. And we even did it a third time, and uh, just like it didn't work. We Half believe it's a cursed episode. On the third one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we believe it to be a cursed episode. Um, maybe someday for like a gag, we'll release it as like a gag reel, but that's just like kind of the quality Alex and I want to put out to you guys. One of them um, was so we just po- me talking and then no response <laughs> on the others. So you'd have to fill in the blanks. On your right. <laughs> Ooh, that could be a fun episode. We'll make it like a game. Like. Mm. Yeah, um, that's not just that's not the kind of content or quality we want to bring to you guys. So we apologize that we've been away, but you know we are back now, um, deep into December or early into December. Uh, Alex, how you been, man? Yeah, uh, pretty good. Had a fun holidays. My little brother was just up here hanging out. Fun stuff. Um, What'd you guys get up to? Uh, I helped him make a like like an audio visual project. It put together some okay. stuff in iMovie, some fun editing, some hijinks. Is he is he doing like low bit horror movies? No, he's a. Uh, it was basically uh, it was like kind of a it was part of a gift for someone. Oh, okay, gotcha. All right, well that's cool. Yeah. So soon though, I'll be making my own movies. I think now that I. Got this iMovie thing down. Yeah? Alright. Let's yeah. eat part two. It's gonna be really messed up gonzo stuff. <laughs> um or now eat? Is it now eat or let's eat? I think it's now eat. You're talking about the brother the brother Lynch. The Lynch, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um seen any uh good movies lately? Seen any uh 
you know, the holiday, the holiday season, man, it's such like, there's stuff to do, but it's a lot of hurry up and wait. You know, it's a lot of like, gotta do shopping to wait for, you know, most of the month to give to someone. Or like, oh, the family are all around because we have Thanksgiving and then Christmas. And so there's not a lot of like free time to be had, really. Yeah. I guess I have watched some stuff that technically would be news to like anyone who was listening to this. I think I probably mentioned it the last attempts to record, but like, I, I don't know, the menu, I watched that. That was fun. Um, mm-hmm. A bunch of stuff I don't remember now. Um, or I don't remember when <laughs> now. It's basically been a month. It's like all of November. Right. I'm sure I watched some good movies, but. Uh, right. I watched something called Triangle of Sadness recently that was very, very good. Triangle of Sadness. I feel like I saw an advertisement for that. It was pretty cool. It's got a Woody Harrelson as a. Is it Woody Harrelson? I think so. I don't know if I've said this on recording before, but I mix up Woody Harrelson and the uh, Matthew McConaughey a lot. Pretty sure that was Harrelson in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. That was fun. It was kind of like a dark comedy about sort of like class relations. Um, Sure. Yeah, that was cool. What about you? How you been doing? Um... Just waiting, like, so we sold the house, finally. Oh, right. And uh, we move out on the 12th slash 13th. So really, Alicia and I fill our days with um, mobile games, computer games, movies. Like, we've packed everything else. We packed everything in October. So we have, like, a few pots and pans. Uh, We have a pot, a pan, some plates, and then our food is in boxes that can't go in the fridge. And everything else is it, like packed away in the garage waiting to move. Because we thought the house would sell quick. So really for like two months now, we've just been living in like this weird limbo state of like, is the house going to sell? We have a showing. We have to leave. We finally got a buyer. And now we're out on the 12th, 13th. So we're just kind of like waiting for it to all finalize. And do you guys have a place to land lined up? We do. Oh, okay, good. I was worried about that. <laughs> Last time we talked, no. we were going to find something day of. I was like, I don't think that works like well, that. Well, so the only reason why we're going to find something day of, um, it's because uh, we're basically doing a flip. We're getting the money from the profit, and we're going to use the profit to buy a place. You know, So um, we did find a nice place, though, a lovely two-story Four bedroom, three bathroom with a covered backyard. Wow. It's pretty nice. Uh, It comes, we're probably going to pick it up on Tuesday. Uh, We're going to get the keys. We're going to move on in. And uh, yeah. Oh, sick. Okay, cool. So I was picturing you guys like just sleeping in a moving van or something on Tuesday. There, we, (laughs) no, 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 no. We're going to be, no, we're, The money clears, we go, we drop off the cashier's check, and bada-boom, we get the keys, we go on. Easy. Um, And then we're going to set up Christmas, we're going to do Christmas, Uh, we're going to start writing again, because Alicia and I have been kind of in a slump, because we're not really in the right headspace to write. Um, So the new house is going to be a new start. We're going to be able to unpack, get settled, and then really hit the books. I've got a kid's book coming out, 
uh, at the new house, and I've got a horror collection coming out, and you guys will hear more about that later. Um, what about you, though, man? How, how's the how's your December treating you? What's uh, how's the apartment? How's the gig? You know? Yeah, still, I don't know. Good, the same. I think we already went over my stuff. We could just move on. <laughs> All right. Well, then, uh, Alex, why don't you tell our audience, our hearers, what we're going to be discussing? Today. All right, bitch. Uh, we're talking about Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit! Have to use no, word, it's but, you know, ready. Yeah, no, it, it's appropriate for this. Uh, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street, nineteen eighty-four, and Nightmare on Elm Street, twenty ten. Yeah, yeah. Featuring Rorschach. <laughs> Uh, but not as a good character. Like, Rorschach was a better character than his friend. It's the same voice. It's just the exact same voice. It's off-putting. Yeah. Um, so Alex, what is your experience with Nightmare on Elm Street? Um, I've seen the first one a couple of times. I've actually watched, aside from, like, the reboot, the 2010 one, and maybe Wes Craven's new Nightmare. I think I have seen that once, but it was, like, removed. I've seen all of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies at least twice, I think, at this point. Which is, I don't know, that's, like, two more times than most people should need to watch them. Cor- correct. <laughs> it is. You are absolutely correct, sir. Yeah. So they're not, I don't know. And I didn't, like, I didn't really enjoy either time going through them. I so yeah, I've seen the movies. I'm familiar with them. They're not my favorite thing on the planet. I don't like hate them. They get pretty bad as the series goes on, <laughs> um, and it kind of I feel like it kind of makes the first one worse almost somehow. <laughs> um, I I understand that. I understand that sentiment. And then I don't know the reboot. I think I just didn't. I think that totally flew under the radar because yeah, it was like 2010. It was. Older than I thought it was. I thought it was more recent than that. But no, so that's the first time through there. What about what about okay. you? You a big fan of Freddy? Uh, I, I you know what? Freddy is one of the iconic three. He's like the big three. It's like Freddy, Michael, Jason. Um, I'm I'm very familiar with all of with with the franchise of Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, I, I've seen them all. Um, I've seen. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, 84, a lot, a lot, a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot. And then I think the next one that I would have seen the most is probably, it's a tie between Dream Warriors and Freddy vs. Jason. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because I used to hate, I used to hate Freddy vs. Jason. And then the older I got, the more I realized I'm like, oh, this is actually really just this is just a romp. There's some. This is just like a fun killer romp. Yeah, having Freddy Krueger show up as Jason's mom as Mrs. Voorhees is pretty funny. Sure, Uh, you know, like yeah, turning into that weed smoking centipede that lures the stoner kid away (laughs) is pretty fun. (laughs) I mean, yeah, like. The older I got, the more I realized like Freddy vs. Jason is not to be taken seriously. It's just a romp. When I first saw it when it came out, I was like disgusted. 
I don't think any of the Freddy um, movies are meant to be taken that seriously, honestly. <laughs> maybe the first one, maybe, but the guy, like, right. After a certain point, a large part of like his menacing behavior is just laughing while he does pretty normal stuff. Like he'll be like walking, right, and then just like laughing maniacally. And he's just like, <laughs> okay. Um. So, I mean, like, really, who doesn't know Nightmare on Elm Street, right? Like, he's probably the most off the bat recognizable of the slasher killers. Um, he has probably the most iconic weapon of the slasher killers. The pointy gloves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love the like all the excuse for why he has those is always so ham fisted and weird. <laughs> he used them for gardening. Okay. I don't believe that. Yeah. For a second. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not. Yeah. Like they're, they're easier other tools. Um. So, Nightmare on Elm Street was brought to us by the one of the masters himself, uh, Wes Craven. Uh, Wes Craven passed away of a brain tumor in 2015, sadly at the age of 76. But he left behind him an amazing legacy of horror. Uh that I really don't think can be rivaled by anyone. Um, well, out, out of everything that Wes Craven has done, where would you put Nightmare on Elm Street as a franchise? Like, uh, do you think that's his magnus opus? I think, I don't know. Wes Craven franchise, franchises, I like Scream more than Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, and I think it could have, I think it kind of does a similar thing, but better. It's like self-referential and kind of meta and stuff, but not in a... Well, I don't know. that. I Yeah, I like Scream the Franchise more. I don't know. There's a fucking The Thing, right? It's like probably my favorite thing he did. I would put Freddy Krueger pretty low on the list, honestly. That's uh, the thing is John Carpenter. Oh, John Carpenter. Ooh, uh oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Wes Craven did Last House on the Left. Oh, yeah. Okay. He did The Hills Have Eyes. Uh, he did Nightmare. He did Scream. Um, he did. I might not like Wes Craven. I think those are the only much. franchises, really. I like Scream then. Um, yeah. Okay. I don't, what about you? <laughs> Um, so Wes Craven's films, I like a handful of them. I don't like everything he did. I like a handful of them. But what Wes Craven did for horror with the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, and specifically with Freddy Krueger, uh, I don't believe can be or has been rivaled. I think that with Nightmare, he really struck diamond you know like that was something that it was the right time it was the right idea it was the right casting everything about it just lined up and it was aces all the way um there is in horror the great debate of like what's the last true horror movie right like with horror you take the audience to a place uh, you give them a reason to be scared of something. With Jaws, it was fear of the water. With Psycho, 
It was the fear of, you know, like, oh, the shower or the killer could be anywhere. Um, with uh, Halloween, it was that nice, quiet, suburban neighborhood that everyone lived in now wasn't safe. If you're out in the middle of the woods, you had to now worry about Jason. So with every new horror movie that came along, um, you know, like... Uh, what one missed call or whatever, or uh, like Black Christmas, like the killer is in the house. Like, so you're taking away levels of safety from the audience. And the like, you could always go to bed. Like, the horror movie ends and you go to sleep and you wake up and it's a new day. And Wes Craven ripped that away from the audience as like a lot of people consider Nightmare on Elm Street the last true horror movie because there is no more ground to take after you take away sleep. Like, there is no more safe place to run as a horror fan, right? Um, I, I, like well, I, I can. Lots, lots of people have died by being stabbed in bed before this, right? While they were sleeping. But, but, yeah, but not, like, it's not because they were asleep. It's like the killer was there anyway. This is yeah, like when no, you I, fall asleep, that's when the menace starts. I, I get what right? you're saying. Yeah, that's the... I mean, yeah, when I was watching these, I was thinking it was like, I guess, like, the innovative thing here is that, like, yeah, your dreams are now the place where, like, okay, if you sleep, you'll probably die. There are things that are similar to that, but sure, all right. I Yeah. Part of it, though, is that, like, I don't know. Have you ever listened to someone describe a dream they had? And, like... Sure. Have you ever found that compelling? Uh... <laughs> 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 Maybe like once. Yeah, exactly. I just don't think it's a very. <laughs> <laughs> At a certain point, I was like, maybe that's why I'm not enjoying this too much because it's basically I don't know. It's like several people telling you about dreams they've had. <laughs> um, but so like. You know, like, yeah, maybe one or two dreams that I've heard someone tell me. Because, like, it's a valid point, but also, like, if they were telling me, like, I had this crazy dream, and then, like, they showed me fucking slash marks on their chest or something, or, like, I witnessed it, it would be, right, like, if there was menace happening, and then I witnessed the menace, it'd be a different story. I think Um, think the dreamscape has, has, like, one movie worth of juice in it, definitely not seven. (laughs) <laughs> or eight yeah and then a remake they ended up with yeah i think there's like there's five there's like five of them and then six is the new nightmare and then there's freddy versus jason in between like four and five or something or in between so there's six. nightmare on elm street there's freddy's revenge dream warriors the dream master the, the dream, dream child, child. Yeah. freddy's dead the final nightmare would act as the sixth movie oh, yeah, Wes okay. craven's new nightmare and then Freddy vs. Jason is the eighth movie, and then the remake would be its own thing, but technically the ninth. Nine. Yeah. Um, and uh, we will get to more on that in a little bit, because I found some interesting stuff about the future of this franchise. Um, and they, but yeah, like... Uh, they, only, they only really make, like, one... Like, the same shit happens in every movie for the first, like, eight <laughs> movies, right? Except for... Pretty much. A New Nightmare is a little different. Because then they're kind of like, they're doing that thing that movie writers like to do where the things they write are so important they dictate real life events. 
Yeah, yeah, it it, it is. Uh, that's where the meta starts. Yeah, that's Wes Craven. Yeah, he's a self-examining yeah. in kind of a weird way. Um. So a lot of people consider, like, in the horror community, like Nightmare on Elm Street is like the last true horror film. I actually take it one step further because I believe uh, I would count Hellraiser as the last true horror film. Um, and maybe I even have to revise that because The Witch might be the last true horror film for me. <laughs> Until another one comes um, out. Because, like, The Witch... I'm, we're not going to get into The Witch now, but, yeah, I, I have my own... I just watched it again recently, and uh, I have my own reasons for believing why that might be the last true horror film until something as innovative or as uh, creatively uh, jarring comes along. Um, but for now, you know, let's let's t- let's hop in the car, Alex, and go to Springwood, Ohio. Huh? The sunny beaches huh? of Ohio. Yep, that's that, that's <laughs> the where sun. they're at for like most of the first six movies or something, right? Yeah. Kind of revolves around um, town. So, okay. Do you want to know a little bit about how Robert England came to be the, like, the man with the glove and the hat? Sure. Uh, so, up until that moment, Robert England had actually done, uh, he, he'd done some movies. He'd done some TV shows. He'd done some movies. He had been working since 74. So, he had a pretty, you know, like 10 years, like a decade worth of like industry work. He auditioned for the role of Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. All right. Uh, he didn't get the part, but he suggested Mark Hamill for the role of Luke. Um, he would then be a, in a series of movies. He even worked with Roger Corman. Um, and at, at some point, he didn't want to get typecast as a nerd or a redneck, which is what he had been playing in that 10 years before. And he wanted to go against that type. The funny side note, but doesn't he play the mayor of that red, of that hick town in 10,000 maniacs reboot? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Well, so this is what he accepted the role of Freddy Krueger because it gave him a chance to play something different. And Robert England, okay, like 10 years worth of work. Maybe you might have known the name. Maybe you might have seen him here and there. But really, as when he got the prosthetic on and the hat and the glove, I mean, there was no turning back. Like type, And he definitely wasn't typecast because he'd been, he'd, he'd been in a, like a million shit after his job as Freddy. Mm-hmm. Um, TV cameos. He was on an episode of CSI. He has been everything, right? Like Robert England, you could walk outside and trip over something he's been in. Um, and that all came from Freddy. Uh, he, but he's such a nice guy. He's so like talkative and energetic that the makeup artists who were trying to work on him for the movie said that he was so friendly and talkative. It actually made the process a little more challenging. Mm. <laughs> they just like you know um also out of the uh robert england is a part of an exclusive club of only one of four actors to portray a horror character eight consecutive times wow okay uh Ooh. do you want to take a guess at who those are uh 
I can only think of so many franchises, like horror franchises, that even have yeah. installments. Take, so yeah, I'm guessing it's probably like Jason and then the guy that played Mike Myers, Michael Myers, maybe. Uh, you would be wrong. Wow. Neither so there's there's Doug Bradley who portrayed Pinhead. Oh yeah, that's a yeah. So he was he was Pinhead in eight films, eight consecutive films. Uh, there's Tobin Bell, who was oh, Jigsaw. I didn't even think about Saw. Yeah, Tobin. Because he's dead this, by the second movie, but then he's in flashbacks for the looks like six. They're all flashbacks. <laughs> and then Brad Duroff, who plays Chucky. Oh, I was actually going to... I didn't realize there's that many Child's Play movies. So... There you go. Those four actors have played a consecutive horror character, like consecutive uh, role. So, yeah. Um, Robert England uh, is, you know, very kind to his fans. People who have met him have said that he is uh, charming. He's funny. He's very appreciative of his fans. Um and I've seen, and I actually tracked down interviews because I wanted to like try and see if he actually was nice. And every interview I found, this guy just seems to love what he's doing, like at any given time. That's good. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, he he really seems like he's into it. He's very fun. He like he likes to kind of like engage, you know. So um, that's cool for Robert England. Uh I guess let's get into, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984, uh, with a debut of who, Alex? Oh, it was uh, Johnny Depp's first movie. Is it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, it was. So, so, Nightmare on Elm Street came out November 9th, 1984. Guess the budget on this movie. Oh, I actually got spoiled on this, so I know it. But it's like it's like one point one million dollars. So, uh, yes, it is one point one million. Um, the box office take was uh, fifty-seven million. That's pretty impressive. That so, might be one of the better like returns. Like fifty-seven fold your budget. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> it's like it's always the story with that. Like Nightmare on Elm Street had a super low budget. Halloween. Uh, Friday the 13th, and like... Well, that's why they make eight more of these fucking movies every time. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, tis our blessing, tis our curse. So... The, you know, like... The morality play of, like, kids having sex, getting killed, you know... Um, it doesn't really hold up when Glenn gets killed because he's, you know, not having sex. But the the want is there, I guess. Glenn is Johnny um, Depp, right? Yeah. That whole scene where they go over to uh, the girl's house, like Johnny Depp and the main character. Nancy. Nancy. Glenn and Nancy go over to Nancy's friend's house to, like, to be on lookout while the other two are going to go fuck. I didn't understand yeah. the dilemma there. Like, why why can't they have sex while the other people are having sex? It seemed like a made-up problem to me. Uh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the, like, 
you could like Nightmare on Elm Street is a perfect horror movie. It is not a perfect movie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Maybe. it's a great horror film, but you can punch holes in it pretty easily. <laughs> um so you, you sleep, you die. The Springwood slasher uh, was a man, and then he died, and now he's terrorizing the children in their dreams. Which, why wouldn't he start when they're like 10, or right. like 11, or 12, or why wait until they're like 15, 16, 17? And he died in a specific way, right? And he like burned alive by the parents of these kids. Yeah. So like, why not go after the parents first? I... I don't know. Well, I think it kind of is going after the parents by going after these kids. But the parent thing seems to... It's not even clear that that's actually what's going on because he continues to harass groups of completely unrelated children. It's like eventually he's just like haunting the whole town, Haddonfield style. <laughs> right. Evil dies tonight. I think by the end of the fifth movie, basically like every kid in that Ohio town has died. That's <laughs> Why would you live in Springwood at that point? Like when when you start seeing the body count raise and like how it's raised, like you would move. You know, you would be like, okay, we're we're going to another city. We're leaving the state because some shit like some evils here. Yeah, I mean, it really goes off the rails. I think it's like every like everyone like Nancy's age and younger are dead by the end of the fifth movie. Um, not like characters, just like everyone in the town, and then most of the adults have some sort of like dementia or amnesia thing happening. <laughs> um, you know, you gotta, that's the problem with like making 57 full year investments. Yeah. Really, really the story, you could, you could stretch it, but it starts to get thin. Yeah. And I would argue it gets thin pretty immediately. Like most of it's novel in this, but basically every movie, every one of these movies has like a, uh, Oh, someone realized they can pull stuff from the dream world into reality. Like someone always realizes that there's always a plan where someone's going to fall asleep and someone's going to watch them. But the person watching immediately falls asleep. That's in like every movie. Right. Lots of, uh, <laughs> I guess the dream power stuff kind of new. I don't know. That's not here too much, but you know. I do enjoy the fun kills though, especially when you're seeing like when you're seeing it from someone else's perspective, like the first right. girl that dies when she's getting all thrown up under the roof and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. There are some cool like the dragging along the wall and across the ceiling. That entire like in 1984, seeing that on screen. That has to have shades of the exorcist, right? Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. It seems like it, right? Doesn't she end up like crawled up into a corner or something, like skitters up one? Yeah. Yeah. And it's Freddie like dragging her across the I mean it re like, okay, you're in nineteen eighty four. By now you've seen every major slasher like established in the genre, right? You've seen uh Bloody Valentine, you've seen Black Christmas, Halloween and Friday the 13th are under your belt. You've seen Psycho, you got Jaws, uh, you got Blood on Satan's Claw. These are all movies you've seen. You've seen The Exorcist, Alien, 84 rolls around. You see this, and uh, 
I don't know. It really is like the kills in this are so inventive and fun. It really almost seems like you've never seen this before. It, it has that fresh feeling on it, you know? Yeah. Maybe some of the stuff with the exorcist, this is more like, yeah, this is more like supernatural, like horror than slasher kind of stuff when they're dying. It seems like yeah. a possession movie when people are dying. Yeah, it's, uh, well, I mean, really, sadly, we're only going to be able to talk about the kills because the story for all of these is pretty much the same thing, right? Well, like, Nancy survives through most of the franchise, uh, she and then... the third or the fourth one, she passes her dream powers on to Patricia right. cat, I think. But it's a... And, like, Nancy survives, passes her dream powers on. Not, is it a certain... I think they replaced the actress that plays Patricia. Patricia Arquette gets replaced, but the character stays the same, and so does Nancy, I think. But then she comes, <laughs> then the actress comes back for Wes Craven's new nightmare, and she's like the main character of that. The actress, though, not Nancy. <laughs> you know, you know it, hey, man, people are going to do what they're going to do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, it's, what, these kids are having spooky dreams. They talk to each other. They realize they're all having dreams about the same spooky guy. But they, even that, even this extremely like unique burn victim, red and green sweater, goofy hat, knife fingers. Even then, it <laughs> usually takes them a little bit before they're all like, "Oh, we probably just independently dreamt this weird thing." <laughs> it's even yeah, even though it is very specific. <laughs> like even though it is very specific, yeah. Um. I mean, you know, like, look, it, it's iconic. The kills are iconic. The waterbed and, Freddy like, Freddy, in this one. like, walking down the street with the arm and all that. Like, we've seen it. It's great. <laughs> the, arms, um, the arms are, like, something yeah. out of fucking the Beetlejuice movie. It's so goofy. Um, Yeah, like, it, it's just really, like, it's a great slasher film. It's a great popcorn film. It's great all around. Uh, it spawned eight other fucking movies, um, and then a really disappointing reboot. Uh, yeah, um, th there's really not much to say about Night. Like, as far as the like the plot of Nightmare on Elm Street, it, you summed it up. A bunch of kids having spooky dreams about the same spooky guy. One special girl discovers she can fight the spooky guy. They kill the spooky guy. You know, like he can't be killed because he's a dream demon. Yeah, you know, like usually they're finding more and more sort of tenuous excuses for why he's abusing them in the first place. Like these ones, it's like these kids are the <laughs> kids of the parents that set him on fire. Then in the second one, they're just different kids. Nancy's still there. They're like Kruger's dead, but not really. And then it gets like more and more detached. At a certain point, then it's like the memory <laughs> of Freddy Krueger is haunting people, which is by the time of Freddy versus Jason, that's sort of how they have explained his powers, and is like the plot for that. Yeah, right? Jason is killing people to remind people that Freddy is alive. I don't. know. It's been a while since I watched that. Yeah, like yeah, Freddy uses Jason to make the people of Elm Street remember Freddy, which then gives Freddy power again, which. It was fun, at least. Like, like Freddy vs. Jason is fun. That yeah. Movie, they do some cool stuff in there, like tranking Jason and driving him into Camp Crystal Lake. It was pretty cool. Yeah. 
the whole uh, dream sequence with Jason and yeah. like the stand-in for Nancy is like wandering around Jason's dreamscape or whatever, or like her dreamscape that's supposed to be Jason's dreamscape somehow. I, I don't know. But that's also kind of like lucid dreaming then, right? When you can like kind of control your dreams. It also like retcon stuff that it happened previously like we were saying like everyone in the town like literally no one should remember him because everyone is dead at that point and like <laughs> right the town is full of amnesiacs now but no oh, whatever um freddy's skin you find out in one of the movies is made out of the souls of dead kids it's pretty weird which makes no sense <laughs> you got a little bunch of like baby doll faces glued to him it was very weird uh, Jesus Christ. Um, so... Okay, have you seen the 2010 Nightmare on Elm Street? I don't think so, and... Uh, I found it so unpleasant watching it this time, I feel like I would have remembered. <laughs> so this was first time viewing for you? Yeah, I think so. Alright. Oh, also, uh, I one, one thing I do want to say about 80s movies. Mm-hmm. Um... The fucking stuntmen in '80s movies are insane, and I love them for it. Oh yeah, the stunt people are great. Also, their stunt- entire last scene when Freddy gets brought to real life in the house and he gets set on fire, and he's on fire for so long. I love the idea of like a stuntman going, "All right, how long do I need to be on fire? Light it up, boys!" Like it's becoming kind of a theme for us, calling out any time a guy gets set on fire for a long time, <laughs> has to run around flailing his arms. <laughs> He's on fire for it's his whole body. Like dude is all like he is in a flame retardant suit and just milking it for as much as he can. Like yep. it's it's crazy. I love that whoever is that stunt guy, you get a gold star. Like you get a seal of approval. It's such a great job. Like oh, also just in still in the eighties movies. Wanna call it that docking yeah. music video that you linked to me? Oh god, a little yeah. Bit top. yeah. We were talking about that last night. It's so ridiculous. They got like Nancy making docking like fan collages at the beginning, and then she's getting haunted by them in a dream. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I, I I didn't know how you were going to use that clip. So when I just heard docking <laughs> at the start, I had to hold my laughter. Yeah, it's <laughs> it just, god, it's such a strange video. It's very weird. Uh, but a good time. Very cheesy. It is I feel time. like Rainbow in the Dark would have been a better theme, but they probably can't like afford that. Uh, well, but like, it also wasn't the like. It also the eighties had this thing of like Alice Cooper did. He's back. The the man behind the mask. He did like a specialized theme yeah, for a Friday Thirteenth. Yeah, like Dawkins, who were like massive at the time. Doc and were like the band, so they get to do the theme for that, you know. Like, it was just a thing, like a sign of the times, yeah. Yeah, Michael Myers doesn't really get as much of that kind of stuff. Good, he like it, it doesn't make those serious, I think. It doesn't make those movies better, let me tell you that. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. Like, you know, props <laughs> to Alice Cooper or whatever, but him his goofy song does not make Jason any scarier or like his legacy any scarier. Like, did you see the music video? I did. Yeah. Or that? Parts yeah. Of yeah. Parts yeah. Of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like Dawkins and Alice Cooper, I love Alice Cooper Dawkins. Okay. I can listen yeah. to Dawkins occasionally, but uh, yeah. That Alice um, Cooper song is scary. Like monster mash is scary. 
Like if right, if if these things existing freaks you out, then okay. Correct. Um. So Freddy Krueger would go on to become one of the most famous horror icons in all of pop culture. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think everyone knows the sweater. Everyone knows the killer. Ever like he's been parodied a number of times. The Simpsons did a thing. Rick and Morty did a thing. Uh, SNL did a thing like Nightmare on Elm Street is just everywhere in terms of marketing and advertising. I was watching the show Eureka last yesterday, and they uh, they have an episode where people are dying in their dreams, and they're like they're talking to a scientist guy, and they're like, "Can dream? Can you if you die in your dreams, do you die in real life?" And he goes, "Maybe in bad Hollywood horror movies, but not in real life." Another Freddy thing. Yeah. Um. So, the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, uh, it's a multi-million dollar machine. Like, it's just fucking rife with product placement and like eight, like nine different films in total. It's insane how much of a cash cow this is. There's comic books, there's television, there's novels, there's video games. Uh, like, you can't get away from it. It's probably the most successfully marketed horror franchise. Like, even Halloween doesn't have the level of uh, marketing that Nightmare does. Um, maybe Evil Dead, in terms of, like, franchise marketability. Because Ash and Bruce Campbell and, like, the video games and Bruce Campbell, like... Uh, showing up in like cameo spots as like an homage to Ash and some of them and shit like maybe but as its own titan Nightmare on Elm Street is just a fucking walking it's like Harry Potter of horror yeah you know yeah between like merch and all the movies and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah um so Nightmare on Elm Street so technically Wes Craven's new Nightmare came out on night in 1994 October 14th what do you mean? Then Wait, we get released, right? Well, <laughs> well, because do you consider okay, do you consider Freddy's Dead the final nightmare? The last nightmare on Elm Street? Or do you consider Wes Craven's new nightmare? Because I don't count Freddy vs. Jason as the last time a Nightmare on Elm Street movie was made. Oh, sure. I mean it's like it's like the alien versus predator. <laughs> they're like it's not it's not really either. <laughs> or it's not a good, right. good version of either thing. Maybe. So do you consider New Nightmare or The Final Nightmare to be like... Because New Nightmare also starts a new continuity. Like, New Nightmare is breaking apart from the... Like, The Final Nightmare is part one, like, continuity one, like, timeline A. New Nightmare would start a timeline B that doesn't really fall, like go anywhere. I think in New Nightmare, they're, like, it's so it's so up its own butt with this, but in New Nightmare, it's a separate like chronology because the previous six movies exist as movies within the universe that like a New Nightmare is happening on, happening in. Sure. So um, it's kind of a weird like Wes Craven like meta self project. <laughs> that... See, this is what I'm saying because. It wouldn't, if we're, let, let's take the final nightmare from 1991. It wouldn't be until April 30th, 2010, that we would touch the franchise again. And that would be the reboot, remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. 
I think Wes um, just really wanted to make another movie right then because he also. Well, he didn't make this one. No, a new nightmare. I mean. Um, oh, gotcha. There's also a bunch of stuff that's like oddly sort of like self-defensive in that movie. Sure. Um, yeah. E- e- it almost has to be, right? Like, you have to be like, okay, I, I acknowledge I've created a cash cow. You know what you're doing. And you're movie seven at this point. <laughs> right. Like, there's no pretending. And I think he refined the tactic for Scream. Yeah, and Scream, they kind of start that from Jump. You have, like, the initial movie, and then the second one, they're already, like, talking about the sort of media, like, craziness around the, the events of the first movie. And I don't remember if it's the second or third one. It takes place on a film set where they're, like... Because they have those stab movies that exist within the universe. <laughs> right. Like, the events of the Scream movies? No. They're a separate yes. slasher thing. I, yeah, it's... Well, because they get up to like stab eight or something. I, fuck, I don't know. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get bogged <laughs> down trying to think about that too much. You're gonna get in the weed, yeah, the the West Craven weed. Go watch five yeah. movies. I'll be back. <laughs> um. So yeah, it wouldn't be until 2010 when, uh, you know, and it, technically, 2003 was the last time we'd see Freddy in a movie. Ver- Freddy versus Jason. Before that, it was. New Nightmare, which is kind of its own meta thing, but really, but the last mainline movie came out in 1991. So we've got 1991 to 2010, and on 20 April 30th, 2010, we would get the next image, like imagining the next version of Freddy, and um, it did well at the box office, but it did not do well anywhere else. Not do well in our hearts or in our minds. It did. <laughs> It didn't. Uh, so the new nightmare, uh, a nightmare on Elm Street, two thousand ten, came out to the tune of thirty five million dollars. How much this movie cost to make? Oh, the box office take one hundred and seventeen million. Okay, be cool. Like, it could have made. Yeah, you could have made a ton of money. Budget, but... Right, uh, could have made a ton of money. Um, could have had multiple things uh, produced by Michael Bay. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, right? He really does have a fucking, like, decaying touch to whatever franchise he fucking waves his black magic wand over. Um, so this was your first time viewing, man. So you've seen all the nightmares. How did this, like, how, how, did, this tre- how, how did this treat you? I found this movie extremely unpleasant. <laughs> like, it's this premise that I don't really... Like, okay, your dreams are trying to kill you. That's that's fine. All right. But, like, one of the... I don't know. A thing that I actually... It, that makes the movies, like, slightly watchable, mildly watchable, is, like, Robert England's Freddy Krueger. And now that's sure. gone, and he's replaced with, like, a dark, gritty... I wrote a note down here for how I was trying to describe him as Rorschach, the fallout ghoul, pedophile rapist. (laughs) Sure. It was a bad move, I think. Uh, To push the pedophilia angle? Yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah. He's like, he's like a creepy dude. Like, Freddy Krueger is like, yeah, he's like a creepy dude. Is. Makes his tongue come out of a phone and licks you when you're not expecting it or whatever. 
Um, <laughs> but in this one, he's just like he's like a sexual predator who's also a demon. And it doesn't, I don't know, it's not like, okay, there's a scene towards the end, right, where he's like, he's basically implying that he's about to rape the main character for like an sure. extended period of time. And right. I don't it wasn't scary. It was just like, it was just unpleasant. And it felt like, you know, just like trying to do like shock content for shock content's sake, I guess. Sure. Um, and then also like the characters I was not, <laughs> did not care for a ton either. <laughs> so let's, um, okay. So this Freddy Krueger doesn't have the charm of Freddy. Cause even like Robert Englund is Freddy Krueger He's charming. He's campy and charming. Yeah. You know, there's a level of like getting right. he's got like quips kind of, you know. <laughs> yeah, he, whether you want them to or not, he has quips. Yeah. <laughs> like they're not good necessarily, but they're they're not. But I don't um, think Freddy thinks he's being serious when he does them. Correct. Not with the intensity of fucking Rorschach. <laughs> so so Freddy Krueger, in his life, when he was Fred Krueger, he was just a child killer. That was it. He's the Springwood slasher. Like the original movies, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's just a child he killer. Just, in 2010, kids. This is, you know... they make him be a pedophile. Yeah. And they push it. And they really push it. And they push it to, like, almost uncomfortable levels where it's like, I get it. You said this guy's a pedophile. I, I get it. Stop hammering it home. Yeah, like, it's not they, making this any enjoy. It's not making this enjoyable. They do this wishy-washy thing in the middle where, like, so the parents have all lit this pedophile guy on fire and murdered him. Um, but they didn't go through, like, a trial or whatever. And the kids find out about this and they're like, Instantly blaming their parents and be like, well, we were kids. What if we lied about that? But like, I feel like at that point, Freddy Krueger has already done enough for you to be like, yeah, this guy kind of makes sense as a sexual predator. He's like, he's not, he's saying like creepy, like sex predator stuff the entire time. It's very weird that they're yeah. going to be like, oh, maybe you turned him into a rapist by lighting him on fire. I don't know. That fake out part did not work very well for me and then it doesn't even matter because it's a fake out and then i get to that room towards the end and they're like oh yeah nope he he did this stuff yeah and it's like with the polaroids of nancy yeah and it's like these are all pictures of you and it's like we didn't need that we didn't like we don't i get you want to paint that he's a bad guy just have him fucking kill people in he's his sleep that alone kids. would make him a he's bad guy yeah kids <laughs> like we do it's not like pedophile is gonna like. Well, now I really hate the guy. Like, yeah, this is like, what if the girl with the dragon tattoo, but also there's a dream demon. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, that was good. Hey, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I found him. <laughs> Extremely upsetting <laughs> to watch. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, like... Uh, uh, okay, no disrespect to Jakey Earl Haley. Jackie Earl Haley. Because I love his work as Rorschach. Um, I... Like... He's done other stuff, too. And I like him in other stuff. 
Um, but <sighs> fun fact, Alex, do you know who that is? Do, do you do you do you know who um, that guy is? I mean, other than Rorschach, like yeah. Apparently, he's an elite battle angel too. I don't. I don't know. He is Kelly Leak from the Bad News Bears. Oh, oh, weird. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Um. He was in. Uh. He's in Shutter Island, man. And Semi Pro. Cool. So wait, are you? I actually know he's in these movies. Are you? <laughs> are you looking them up, or do, are you like? Do you also know he's in these movies? Because I can't tell. No, I didn't know he was in. I don't know anyone who's in Semi Pro. So no, I was just okay. The list. <laughs> okay, um, but he's in that. I was like, oh, you did your homework too. Cool. Okay, awesome. I didn't know the guy's name. I didn't look up the guy's name. I just kept on calling him Rorschach. I just knew uh, it was the same. The same actor. Yeah. So uh, he he's done a lot of cool stuff, but this was. I mean, I get if someone's like, hey, we're we're trying to bring back Nightmare to what it originally was. We want to make it scary again. Do you want to be the iconic killer? Don't say yes to that. Because yeah, you're not Robert England. Hubris. Yeah. Like, you're not Robert England. I don't care how cool you are. You're not Robert England as Freddy Krueger. And, like, he is, like, Robert England is Freddy. No one else can ever take that role and make it their own. It's just way too, it's way too personal, you know? Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of the character design. I know it's largely the same, but he's got that, that new Ninja Turtle burn victim (sighs) face happening too. Yeah. (laughs) Which I know I get that he's actually a burn victim, but it's still, still weird as shit. (laughs) It it doesn't look, he doesn't look like Freddy. He doesn't sound like Freddy. Yeah. It's not, I get that, like, the urge... Because also, this came out of the time when, like, Halloween... Like, Rob Zombie was doing a gritty version of Halloween, and they just did um, that Friday the 13th reboot. So I get that, like, it's the the era to do this stuff. The same company made both of these reboots, I think. Friday Um, the 13th and A Nightmare on Elm Street. It's New Line Cinema, and then Platinum Dunes, so... um, Platinum Dunes. It, uh, this is from an era of lots uh, of bad horror movies and remakes specifically too, like the <laughs> early like twenty I don't know late two thousand the late two thousands to like early twenty tens. Yeah, there's some stuff in here like the weird the very long credit sequence where it's like a bunch of kid shit being set. Oh fire. my <laughs> god! It's very like of the moment. It makes me think of was that movie that uh Kane was in from the WWE. I'm talking about oh, See No Evil. Um, yeah. 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 That's around the same time. I think there, I don't it's, know, uh, a lot of these coming out. Like, I don't think they realized why you could do it with Michael and Jason because they wore masks and didn't speak. Yeah, the silence is... Freddy Krueger... <laughs> Freddy Krueger has a personality. Yeah. Yeah, and a pretty like, distinctive one <laughs> at that. Yeah. <laughs> like. That's kind of his thing. And, you know, there's a reason why they only made fucking one of these things, despite it killing at the box office. Yeah, this was, man, if they made a second one of these, especially if they kept on going in the weird, like, Dream Warrior direction again, it would be Ugh. jarring. 
But they wouldn't. Like, Dream Warriors would never exist in this timeline or in this movie because it doesn't have any room for it. Yeah, well, you'd hope so. I mean, they do the same fake-out endings. I think they wanted to make one. but They they definitely wanted to, but yeah. let me tell you something. The fans did not. We all saw it because we're like, okay. And then as soon as we saw it wasn't, it wasn't Robert England, it, you already lost. Like, it doesn't matter what it did at the fucking box office because you you already lost. It's a bad movie. It's boring. It's un like there are some parts and characters that are unnecessary. Uh the entire investigation of like tracking down all the kids and finding that Asian kids blog, like none of that, like that that's such just a dead end because they're all dead. Like I get, oh my god, he's killed them all but us, Quentin. Now we must do shampoo. Come on. I did like you fucking kidding. I did like one or two things in there. There were some. So the scene when she is like, when she, when uh, I don't think her name is Nancy, but when Nancy equivalent is, it's Nancy. Oh, is it okay? Rooney Mara yeah. is like in the grocery store and like going in and out of the dream phase or like the sure switching back and forth, and like you can see like all the stuff's getting knocked off the shelves and then it switches to like Freddie going through the boiler room and scraping on stuff. I thought that was a pretty cool scene. There's one or two like camera shots in here that I thought were pretty neat. There's one where Nancy opens a door to a garage, and the garage is dark, but it looks like there's a coffin in there. And then you turn on the lights, and it was just the reflection off a windshield. I thought that was actually like pretty neat. Um, there, you know what all that reminds me of though? Hmm. Silent Hill. Like the movie Silent it Hill ha- or just the game Silent yes. Hill? Yes. No, the, the movie Silent Hill. Because it had a very much like real world, alter world like vibe. Especially like in the grocery store or like when that chick is falling asleep in class and like yeah, her like jumping back the ash. Like that. Yeah. I, I, it just. And they're I don't also know, like man, exploring like, Freddy's memories in the dream. There's like the Quentin goes swimming and then he yeah. falls asleep while he's swimming. <laughs> Which again, like in that weird warehouse. <laughs> so, like, let's. Okay, is Freddie now le- like how? Like, so Freddie led us here because he wanted us to remember what he did to us. Why? You like that's where his power comes from. What? I think they're still. I, I think they're still. I don't remember if they said it explicitly or not. I think they're still operating on the logic that developed like, at the end of the series, where that is like people being scared of Freddie is what gives him strength. Sure, but like for Quentin, did Quentin develop Dream Warriors power, or was Freddy like I'm gonna like? Can Freddy control what people dream then? Because Quentin like falls asleep and he wakes up in that memory of Freddy. So, but that's not a dream; that's a memory. So now you're dreaming about a memory that happened to a dead guy. That like this is part how of much why, influence does this is part of why I don't <laughs> find Dreamscapes compelling as a setting. <laughs> Is it white? Sure. I don't fucking know. It's dreams, man. <laughs> like, I, I get that Freddy has, like, power over dreams, but to be like, I'm gonna make you dream about my memory. What? what uh, okay. To what end? Don't you want to kill these kids? Does it matter if they know or not? Like, I mean, I did guess you do that to everyone? Maybe it wasn't, like, exact. Maybe, okay, here's my best shot. Maybe Freddy, maybe they weren't in Freddy's memories. Maybe Freddy was showing them, like, a more sympathetic version of what happened because in the stuff you see, which is what like kind of tricked the kids, right? It's basically just like 
oh, he's just a scared gardener, and these parents are, uh, they're freaking out because he did finger painting in this free, in this creepy concrete bunker or something. Um, right. And that made them, like, go and find the bunker. I, I'm not really sure. <laughs> also, they're like, oh, his name was Fred Krueger. He used to be the gardener and caretaker oh. of this preschool and he lived in the basement you were just insane like how big was that preschool <laughs> yeah. what like why would he live in the basement? employed full-time <laughs> like it obviously wasn't that big because nancy has the class list yeah they show that it's picture like, there's like 15 kids yeah. or something you're telling um, me those pair like how much did it cost to have like a twenty-four hour character who lives in the basement. It probably is, takes if someone is long, like, <laughs> it probably takes them a really long time to cut any like grass or trim hedges because he's using yeah. those stupid finger yeah. knives for yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah, it's just for gardening. Yeah, what a fucking <sighs> Jesus Christ, schmuck. Yep. Yeah, it, it's. I can see why you would want to cash like cash in on the like the fucking cash cow that is nightmare but this is not the way to do it this like the unnecessary additive like he's a pedophile then they're gonna hammer it home um the everyone took it so seriously and even the original nightmare on elm street doesn't take itself that seriously you know and like the the entire franchise of movies get more and more ridiculous and meta, like trying to come out and do like a gritty version of Nightmare, it doesn't work. None of what anything in the past about Nightmare has ever been taken seriously. So to try and now repurpose it and show us a serious version doesn't work. Yeah, it felt pretty misguided. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I just, and there's a reason why, like, Friday the 13th didn't get a remake, like a sequel. There's a reason why Nightmare on Elm Street didn't get a sequel. I think that, like, we like these movies because the originals are honestly good. Like, they're honest, they're honest shots, they're honest intended movies. Well, usually the first and then, one is pretty good. <laughs> right. And then after that, it, it's up in the air as to like what happens to the character. But it's the fir- it's the intent of the first one. And this one just felt like a hollow cash grab. They it wasn't it, it didn't pay the respect given to the franchise it was latching to. It didn't give the respect to the characters, and it didn't give respect to Freddy Krueger because all you've done is You've now put well. Freddy Krueger is a pedophile. No one wants to. No one likes to open. I like Freddy Krueger. No, no, no. He's a pedophile. Don't. (laughs) You know we do want to do Freddy Krueger. Right. You like all you've done is you've marred a great horror icon. You know, like it's it is it's misguided. It's shallow. It's hollow. It's a cash grab, and everyone knew it. I mean, sure, you got your fucking money. Now, fuck off, Michael Bay. Go back to ruining Megan Fox's career. You know, like you could have done some of the cool. Like, there's some, there's some okay jump scares in here. Like, there's one where Nancy's hiding in a closet, and it's like totally dark on one side, and you see the face pop out. 
Like, sure, you could have had that kind of stuff in there and still not have him be a child rapist or a person I, who rapes children. Yeah, you know? totally. Like, I, there are there are very like the Silent Hill esque sequences are very cool, and I think that if you wanted to redo Nightmare, then tweak the concept like give it a like don't make it one kid make it like an adult or something or make it like an adult who survived like just take it away from that because you're already stepping on so much well-traveled ground you're not going to get anywhere with it and there's not really like i feel if you start to take that in the more serious direction it's not very long before you're like really stepping on the toes of stuff like silent hill or like hellraiser even sure um like Which, it is a short jump from here to yeah to like Hellraiser and Silent Hill. It's a very short walk. Um, yeah. I don't know. You need a. I think you need <laughs> you need him to be like a lovable asshole, not someone that like you can can't have unsupervised around people. Sure. <laughs> Now, uh, now you you know, um, I hate origin films. Like they're everywhere, right? We have to know how this started. Spider Man has one. Uh, Texas Chainsaw has like three of them. So this was kind of like an origin story for Freddy a little bit because it gave us way more of his life as a human, right? Yeah, yeah. They do a bit of that in the. Like, they they talk about a bit of his origin story in the preceding, like, six movies or whatever. Like, there was this there was this woman who worked at an insane asylum, and everyone, this insane asylum that's run in a really odd way, where on long week, on holiday weekends, everyone goes home except for the patients. Um, like, they just lock <laughs> them up and leave for the weekend, and this woman that worked at the asylum was uh, accidentally locked in with all the patients. And then, you know, like, sexually assaulted a bunch of times by them. And then Freddy Krueger was the product of that. Is... But it, it's like, it, it's the product of one of them yeah, one assaulting of them. her. But then it's, it's not like... the product of, like, all of the... Well, yeah, one of them. But then later, they, start, they maybe imply that he's, like, some sort of demonic force or something. And that, like, I don't, I don't, it's a, it's a mess. Man. So I have, I, 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 um, I have a suggestion for an origin film. Freddy Krueger, before he was known as Freddy Krueger, was already a very prolific child killer known as the Springwood Slasher. Mm -hmm. There's your movie. Make a movie about Freddy Krueger kidnapping the kids and killing them. Have it be the Springwood Slasher film. Have it be like a legit horror film. It's no longer Freddy Krueger. He's only the Springwood slasher. You can even have it him with being burned by a parent or some shit. Like yeah, that's an origin story. It's be like the Haddonfield mob, but more yeah. organized hopefully. And like keep don't put the pedophilia. Just be like the kid is missing, and then have the kids' bodies be found. And like yeah, they were cut, like they were slashed. No rape. Make very clear to be like he did not touch these children. Yes, like, yes, I see. I'm explicitly yeah. saying there was no sexual assault that took place here. 
<laughs> Correct. Like you need to really, because we need to wipe away what 2010 did to Freddy Krueger. Like it's always sunny, being like, we don't want to <laughs> fuck the kids. Just to be absolutely clear. Right. <laughs> right. Precisely. Like distance yourself as far as you can from that. Just abduct the kid, kill the kid, drop the body off, and be like, nope, she's still a virgin. Cool. Good. <laughs> like that. But have it be the Springwood slasher film. Because that's the mo- that's the horror movie. That can be the origin story that fucking is is awesome. Like we know, oh, there he was the Springwood Slasher. Springwood Slasher, show us the Springwood Slasher. That's a Nightmare on Elm Street movie that would be fucking cool. Yeah, that could be cool. Could be. Um, yeah, just keep Michael Bay away from it. Keep Pr- Platinum Tune Studios away from it. Like. Give it to Jay, uh, give it to Lay Winnell, the guy who made the Invisible Man remake. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Who would give it to that guy? He could, who would would you want to play, uh, pre pre burn victim Kruger? Young Freddy, um, young Freddy, you know what? You know what? Honestly, give me an unknown. Okay. Find someone f- like find a young actor who like maybe in their like thirties, forties, who kind of looks like Robert England. Like, but give me an unknown actor because I think that would also help. I think giving because you, you, I called him Rorschach I, the entire time. I just thought he was Rorschach. If you take an already established actor or an actor who's done something that you know really well, and then you try to throw them into an iconic role, it's either gonna see. You're, you're going to notice two things. One, you're going to notice, A, they're not the iconic actor, and B, you're going to notice the movie that you know them from. I think we should get Ryan Reynolds, because Freddy Krueger is basically the Deadpool of slashers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was going to compare him to Deadpool earlier. It's that but I with the mouth feel, thing, yeah, like in the fourth wall. It is. Being all quippy. <laughs> It, it, he even like winks to the camera a few times throughout movies yeah. and like which again all that makes him charming like you gotta root for a bad guy you root for Michael you root for Lori you just want to see how that plays out you root for Nancy you root for Freddy in this there was no reason I wanted to be on Freddy's team yeah like, it's also nice to have like like a a few like weird quips or whatever they act as sort of like a pressure relief valve which is helpful um sure like <laughs> the two the, the two quips that freddie made in this weren't even good like there was that one where nancy's like falls into that river like her bed is full of blood her bedroom is like full of blood and freddie's like how's this for a wet dream oh yeah it's That's... like yeah, that's come on. That's bordering on something that Robert Englund, Freddy Krueger might have said, but in the context of this movie, where he's already it's not good, a raper. Like, yeah, it's yeah, really, it's really bad. It's quite bad. Because then, because then it follows up with like your mouth says no, but your body says yes. Like, no, no, it doesn't. It, do, it doesn't. Got, I promise you. That's like, yeah. That was probably the most unpleasant scene. And that's where she is. Like, she is now dressed like a tiny child in like the patent leather shoes <laughs> and her like young girl dress and tight. Yeah. And even Fred- Freddy Krueger is just like threatening to rape her for like, and, and five e- minutes. And even then, 
he's like, this was always my favorite dress. Like, nope, nope, it wasn't. I don't want to hear that. Like, I don't. Yeah. I get it. I get what you were. We don't need to do this. Like, really on the nose. Um, it's an unpleasant movie, but not for the reason they want it to be unpleasant. Yeah, it wasn't like. <laughs> I wasn't scared. I was just like my skin was right. crawling, but like I wasn't creeped out. I was just having a bad time. Or yeah. I was I was skeeved out, not scared. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Alicia and Josh were like, "Thought this was a good idea." <laughs> Alicia and Josh were even like, "Why did they push the pedophile thing?" Alicia's like, "I don't like that." I'm like, "Yeah, so no on one fucking like it." Yeah. Like. Uh... Again, killing kids is evil enough. You could just do that. Right. Yeah, like that's... <laughs> it's a reboot, deboot, sponsored message. Yeah, like you don't need... you Like, have it be one or the other. And if you choose to go down the darker route of assaulting children, then you don't need to hammer it home, really. Like, it doesn't take much for an audience to rally against a pedophile. It really doesn't. You don't need to, like... We don't need to see eight millimeter the po- like the pedophile version or you know like <laughs> yeah it, it doesn't yeah like also, if you're gonna like, with him yeah. like, I don't know scaring people in dreams and then being like and also I'm gonna bring up some stuff you might like some repressed memories that you may have like sexual trauma and sexual assault that's all very real stuff like make I don't know just make sure weird yeah shit happen yeah like and keep it in the dream like yeah like keep it to the weird dream world because like, they were playing around with like you know micro naps and we have to take <laughs> you know, like yeah. all that shit and you like getting the power of lucid dreaming and blah 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 and the adrenaline and pills and you can play in that space you don't have to be like well, now we're gonna work with repressed memories and psychology like no we're not this is a slasher film it doesn't it slasher films do not need to be deep what? You know, they don't need to reinvent a wheel. It's a, it's a weird... Yeah, there's not too many... I'm trying to think now. There's not too many like franchise slasher movies where the slasher is also like threatening to rape people the entire time. Maybe Child's Play a little bit. Maybe, I don't know. No! Not really. Freddy, Chucky's never like, I'm gonna, you know... Like, hey, you He's want like a little doll in you? Like... Doll. But he's like a right, but like his yeah. horniness is put onto Jennifer Tilly, who's also very into it. Yeah, L- yeah <laughs> like later she in is... the series, I think he's like he's more in just the like I don't know random eighties creep kind of cat calling, or you probably wouldn't feel sure if was, like if you were alone with him on a subway car, right? But you know, um, to, there's the, not too many like <laughs> outside of like I don't know outside of like. Serial killer, like true crime drama stuff, or something, <laughs> which this is very much not. Like, hills have eyes. Yeah, have a rape element to it. All right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Not even element. It was like very explicit. And the remake, right? Even worse. Those are also extremely right. unpleasant movies. I don't. Think but leave the hills have eyes at all. Last house but, on the left. The same thing. And they're all, but they're also like not franchised, like. Correct. They don't have eight parts to them, and they don't have, like, charismatic characters that you, you know, like, I don't even, like, if I said the name Papa Jupiter, could you think about what he looked like? Is that one of the, one of the scary hippies from Last House on the Left? 
it's he's from Hills, Hills of Eyes. Yeah, no. Yeah. See, that's my point. Like, no one knows. I, I, <laughs> no I try to think of that when I mostly picture like the really weird uh, mutants from Fallout, like the centaur <laughs> and stuff. Uh, um, yeah, it's just so. 1984, it was all prosthetics. In 2010, they did CGI to oh, give him did, the too. burn victim face. Uh, yeah. Why not just use prosthetics? You couldn't get like, it. Freaky skin. <laughs> Ooh. Also, Michael Bay with his fucking Ninja Turtle burn victim look. You're right, because it also this it's another Michael Bay production. Yeah. Like, he can't help himself. He's like, I know this will work. I'm Michael Bay. No, Mikey, stop it. Stop harassing us. Um, so, in the future, though, Alex, because um, where do you go from here? You know, like, what happens next? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, <clears throat> in 2015, it was reported that Warner Brothers and New Line Cinema were developing a second remake with orphan writer David Leslie Johnson. <laughs> oh orphan okay in 2016 brad fuller who was behind the hannibal tv show he was the front runner for it said the remake was in development hell and robert england expressed interest in returning to the series in a cameo role then he expressed interest in having kevin bacon portray freddy weird Maybe. In October of 2018, Robert England would reprise his role as Freddy Krueger on a Halloween-themed episode of the TV show The Goldbergs. Hmm. Okay. In 2018, in December of 2018, Leslie Johnson said the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street was in development, but New Line, but New Line Cinema was more focused on the Conjuring universe. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> the quote is, "It's still happening." Nothing is percolating just yet. The Conjuring universe is sort of first and foremost on New Line's horror burner. Everyone wants to see Freddy again. I think so. It's inevitable at some point. The the latest is that in September 2019, the film and rights had been reverted back to the West Craven estate. And by November, the estate had begun work on a future pitch for Nightmare on Elm Street projects, which includes film and an HBO Max series with the intent to have Robert England reprise his role as Freddy. Jesus. Okay. Oh, he also showed up in Stranger Things as like a yes character pretty inspired by Freddy Krueger. Or so. Yeah. 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 Um, um, we'll see. I don't know. Again, I'll probably see them if they come out, but I won't like it. Yeah. Uh, and, and now HBO Max is going away. So who knows where that's going? So, I don't know. It, it's being it's going to be called Discovery Plus now. HBO Max is being dissolved because there was a merger with Warner Media and Discovery. Well, so HBO Max is one of the combined company's two flagship streaming services, um, and HBO Max is going away in exchange for uh, Discovery Plus and something else, I believe. Um, so who even knows what's happening now? Yeah, cool stuff. I don't. So, um, Alex, uh, when it comes to Nightmare on Elm Street, my friend, do you want a reboot 
or do you want to deboot? I want to put it in an incinerator and to wake up from this long nightmare. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, again, I'm going to deboot to to so it doesn't get any worse. Yeah. I, I'm debooting so it doesn't get any worse. But it does. Yeah. <laughs> they just. I don't. I don't want to know what's next. I don't want to like. Have him be a necrophiliac before pedophilia. There's so many other like that you know like. That would be pretty funny, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, like. Depending on how they do it. But. <laughs> so, do you have any final words uh, for our audience, our hearers? No, no, I don't think so. All right, guys. Well, then we are back. Uh, you can find us at Twitter at Reboot Deboot Pod. Um, and have sweet dreams, and we will see you next week. Get him. Want me to get him? Well, I got him. My mouth is an oozy, and I shot him with a hundred spines. With a design to make him rewind. This time I draw the line. He's mine. Just chill. Don't nobody touch him, because I'm going to get ill. The boy's only have a three dollar bill, and this time I shoot to kill. He stinks, and I don't like it. Well, we better get going. I wonder, will we ever see each other again? Who knows? God willing, we'll all meet again in Spaceballs too. The search for more money.